This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. Welcome back. Uh, I'm Brad Brown. This is the Kona Edge. Uh, thank you so much for listening, by the way. Much, much appreciated. Uh, it's great to have uh, you on board. Before we get into today's podcast, I've been throwing a couple of ideas around uh, with regards to the direction we want to take with uh, the podcast. And, and I want to get some feedback from you, if that's okay. We've got a Facebook page uh, and we've got a Facebook group. And if you know anything about Facebook and uh, social media, Facebook in particular have really, I don't want to say they've clamped down, but uh, Facebook pages really aren't getting the message out there as they, they used to. And if uh, if you have a Facebook page for your business or if you're involved in a business that has a Facebook page, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. They uh, want you to pay to play, so to speak. Uh, Facebook groups, on the other hand, are... Getting a lot, uh, a lot of engagement, and and we've got a, a a small little Kona Edge Facebook group. But I've been thinking about possibly doing some stuff in that Facebook group, and uh, I'd love for you to get into the Facebook group. Come join me. I'm going to test a couple of things out, and and I'd love to know your thoughts. One of the things is obviously Facebook Live, and I do lots of interviews with age groupers, and I also do lots of interviews with pro triathletes for my regular day job, which is uh, for for if you don't know, I'm a, a radio sports journal here in uh, in Cape Town, South Africa. So I do lots of interviews with triathletes. And I don't mind doing more. And I'm thinking of possibly streaming some of them into a live Facebook group. And if that's something you'd be interested in, please pop me a mail. Brad at theconeedge.com. Uh, also, in the show notes to this episode, I'm going to put the link to that Facebook group. Uh, if you wouldn't mind clicking on it. I think what I'll do is uh, just head over. If you're not looking at the show notes, go to theconeedge.com forward slash Facebook. I'll put a little uh, redirect that'll send you to that Facebook group. Get in there and, uh, yeah, let's engage. Let's chat. Let's find out what uh, you would like to hear and uh, what you'd like to find out and what I can help you with because that's what uh, ideally I'd like to do is uh, grow this community by helping you. So, and the only way I can figure out what you need is if you tell me. So go check it out, theconeedge.com forward slash Facebook. Please go check it out. Join the group and let's get chatting. Speaking of chatting, I am so chuffed to be able to welcome our next guest onto the podcast. He is an Ironman age group world champion. He won his age group at Kona 2016. He is an absolute machine. Uh, second visit to Kona last year and, and a phenomenal improvement. So we're going to head to Norway right now to catch up with Hans Christian Tungusvik. Enjoy this. I, I loved my chat with Hans Christian and I think you are going to too. We head to Norway right now, and it's uh, an absolute pleasure to welcome our next guest onto the Kona Edge. And uh, it's a fairly chilly Norway, I might add, as well. Coming to you from a, a gorgeous Cape Town in South Africa, I am Hans Christian Tungusvik. Welcome onto the Kona Edge. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Brad. Thanks for having me. It's really a pleasure. Hans Christian, Norway is not, uh, I mean, in my mind, I, I wouldn't think it's a, a triathlon hotbed, uh, particularly because you guys have brutal winters, but uh, you seem to be producing some great athletes up there. What, what are you guys doing? Yeah, we're, yeah, you're right. We are, uh, we are not uh, maybe, uh, maybe uh, born here to, to do triathlon, but, uh, but uh, the sport is growing here, and uh, we for sure have some great uh, endurance uh, athletes. Maybe more in the cross-country skiing area, but uh, but uh, yeah, the sport is growing, and uh, we love the triathlon as well. Yeah, I mean, over the years, correct me if I'm wrong, but Norway's 
probably been better known for uh, cross-country skiing and, and, and more winter sort of sports. So uh, triathlon w- wouldn't, in my mind, be high up on, on the list. But like you say, it is growing. What, what's driving the growth of the sport in, in Norway, do you think? I think uh, maybe the most important part is, uh, is the, the guys between 30 and 50 who, has, uh, who wants uh, something new in their life. They have been working for uh, quite some years and, uh, and want, to, uh, want to challenge themselves. Uh, of course, we have uh, the quite well-known uh, extreme triathlon, the Norseman, which is uh, really uh, an important uh, motivator for the, the triathlon in Norway. So, uh, yeah, we have some, uh, some things to, uh, to go for. Yeah, let, let's, before we get into your journey into the sport and, and Ironman and Kona, let's talk about the Norseman. That's, if, if people haven't heard of it, it's definitely on my list. I want to do that thing. It, it looks crazy. Uh, it's, it's an incredible race. T- tell us a little bit about it for, for someone who, who possibly hasn't heard of the Norseman. I'll put some links to YouTube videos because uh, if you watch those videos, you want to do this. I get goose flesh just thinking about it. Tell us about the Norseman. Yeah, it's really, it's really one of the, the bucket list uh, triathlons to do. It's, uh, first, you start, it's an Ironman distance. Uh, you start with a, with a swim in, uh, in uh, one of the fjords in the western part of Norway. Um, Usually about uh, 12 to 14 uh, Celsius, so it's quite chilly. Then um, over over the beautiful mountains of Norway, uh, four or five uh, really big uh, climbs, uh, an altitude uh, total altitude of uh, of uh, yeah 3,000 more than 3,000 uh, meters above sea level. So yeah, it's really a tough one, and uh, the marathon is uh, first. Uh, 25k flat and then 18ks with a total of uh, 1,700 meters uh, of altitude. So it's uh, it's quite tough. You talk about the first 25 flat. It's the first 25 flat, and the next just goes straight up. That's that's yeah, pretty much that's the right, route profile. Right. It's, uh, it's straight into the wall. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's an incredible. I'll put some links to videos if you haven't checked it out. Really, really do. But let's talk about you and how you got into the sport. Where did where did your journey into triathlon start, Hans Christian? Well, uh, it started in uh, 2013. I tried my first uh, my first triathlon in uh, with the local um, the student uh, sports club here in Trondheim, where I uh, where I'm a student. Uh, yeah, we swam in a lake at uh, 14 degrees Celsius. Uh, I was by far the worst swimmer, uh, the only one without a wetsuit, so <laughs> it was quite chilly. But uh, I got through it uh, a little bit better on the bike and the run. Uh, I finished and uh, I had a really great time. I loved it, and uh, from that moment, I, I was hooked. <laughs> were you, growing up as a as a young child, were you pretty sporty? I'm taking it you skied growing up, but uh, were you were you sporty? Did you partake in in sort of organized sport as a as a child? Yeah, like uh, like many other kids in Norway, we uh, I did uh, cross country skiing, so I was uh, quite serious up until I was uh, 19 years old. Then uh, I had to had to stop if, uh, because I had to go into the military. So after that, I um, I wanted something uh, to try something new. Then I tried triathlon, and uh, that was uh, the thing for me. <laughs> did, did the the bug bite straight away after that first one? Did you know that this was this was it? This is what you were going to do? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. It was uh, I had always dreamed of a Norseman, but I uh, in some time before that, but I hadn't uh, tried triathlon myself. So when I tried it, I uh, I just felt that uh, this was the thing to do. It was so so cool. 
And I find that interesting too. A lot of people will start out in the sport and think, you know what, I'm going to do a sprint distance or I want to do an Olympic distance. But like you say, you, you before you even got into the sport, Norseman was, was sort of on your mind and it was something you wanted to do. Have you always been attracted to the, the longer distance stuff, the, the endurance, not just in triathlon, but with the cross-country skiing and that as well? Do you find you were better at the longer stuff? Yeah, for sure. I uh I really enjoy the the long competitions over a long period of time. Um, as you said, you by looking at the videos uh, from that race, it's uh, yeah, you really get goosebumps and you want to try it. So it's just like the dream of uh, of finishing a race like that, and, uh, and also other long distance races. That um, that was uh, was the dream and. Uh, when I tried the, that first sprint triathlon, I, uh, I was uh, yeah, I was immediately immediately thinking about the, the Ironman distance. Wait, how long did it take you to make the step up to to an Ironman from that that shorter one? Uh, it took about uh, yeah, about two years. Yeah, so the first year I did uh, the first year after I did the half Ironman, and then uh, I tried uh, the full distance. When the did next year. when did you realize you were pretty good at it? Uh, it was actually in that first uh, that first full distance. I was. It was in um, in Kalmar in Sweden, Sweden yeah. an Ironman event. Um, really nice race. Uh, I I went there just to to get the experience to to try the full distance for the first time and uh, and the plan was to to come back one year later and really go for the Ironman sl- for the Kona slot. Uh, but uh, yeah, it went much better than i expected um and uh, uh i got the the corner slots on that first try so that was uh, really really cool and that uh, <laughs> i knew that uh, the i had something uh, going on in uh, in a long distance triathlon did you did you know going into to that first con were you aware of of Kona how much how much did you know about it was it uh, I mean you were saying that you thought we're going to do this and then next year we'll come back but you got it were you well aware of of what was at stake with with Kona and and what it meant in the sport I knew about it and of course I had uh, I had checked uh, the I had the slot in the back of my mind but uh, I thought it was uh, was impossible to do it uh, the first time uh but uh, yeah, so I knew about it, but I hadn't really the build up for the the big dream of Kona wasn't uh, really there yet. Uh, but I knew it, and I knew I wanted to do it. So, um, but it was uh, yeah, it was really a big surprise uh, when I uh, when I got that slot. That that first Ironman that you did in in Kalmar, was it was it harder than you thought it was going to be? Was it easier? Tell tell me about your first experience. Well, yeah, I had, uh, of course, I had quite uh, some respect for the distance. Um, I knew it was going to be hard. Uh, and the result in itself was uh, was much better than I expected. So in that way, you could say it was easier. But, but uh, yeah, it was more or less like I, like I expected. I knew it was going to be a long day, nine, ten hours. And, uh, and, uh, but, of course, when you... When I uh, when I get the message from my support team that uh, that this might be going the way, it feels easier than uh, <laughs> it maybe is. So it was a great experience. Talk about the support team, and uh, I mean, for someone who's done Ironman, it, it's hard. It's it's uh, many hours on the road, on the bike, indoor trainers, uh, in the, in the pool. You need that support around you to 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 get through it. Who who's in your corner? Who who's part of your support team? 
Well, um, I have um, really a lot of support, uh, my family, uh, a couple of good friends that uh, really support me along the way. So they they mean a lot. They really mean uh, everything. So I can keep doing this uh, and I both in the daily training and also during during the competition so that uh, the support team is really really uh, important in long distance uh, triathlon so it's no uh, it's not a one man show here you talk about the growth of of triathlon in in Norway and and that age bracket between 30 and 50 i think that's very much a global thing you still way off that you still quite young uh, is this going to be part of your life for for pretty much as long as you can imagine or, or do you do you see yourself ticking off a couple of boxes and going, you know what, let's move on to something else? Uh, no, I think yeah, I really fallen in love with the sport and I think I'm going to be doing it for uh, yeah for uh, almost uh, the rest of my life. Maybe maybe try some other things in in between, but uh, but I feel like uh, uh, it's uh, now I am a triathlete, so that's going to be my main thing. And then uh, maybe try some other thing, mix it up a little bit uh, during the years. But uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the, 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 your training regime in, in Norway, particularly now, this time of the year. Uh, it's not very conducive to be outside on a, on a bike or, or running. You, you do have the cross-country skiing, but how do you keep yourself in tip-top shape, particularly when the weather's not good? Well, it's, uh, it's easy to, to escape, uh, escape inside when, uh, when the weather is uh, how it is here right now. So during the winter, it's obviously a lot of, uh, a lot of swimming, um, uh, to uh, to improve uh, improve that part um, and uh, the bike uh, quite a quite uh, a few hours on the trainer of course but uh, yeah I I uh, I actually do quite a lot of cross country skiing d- during the winter so I um, the bike uh, the bike goes away and the and the cross country skiing is uh, an alternative for that uh, and the running it's just uh, if you just get dressed properly, it's uh, it's no problem uh, running outside as well. And uh, the tough uh, the tough sessions I do on uh, on a trainer, of course, as well. Yeah. I know winters in Norway. There's not much sunlight around either. It's uh, it can get pretty dark. That that's not an issue for you. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is quite dark, uh, and at times it can be quite. Uh, little bit demoralizing and uh, hard to get up early in the morning and uh, out uh, late at night but um, but uh, we're used to it it's uh, it's how it is here and uh, and uh, has been here for uh, as long as I <laughs> I have lived here so so uh, yeah it's no problem do you think it's a bit of an advantage it makes you mentally tougher knowing that you have to fight harder to get out of the bed in the morning it's not waking up and it's blue skies and sunshine that you, you really have to work hard to to get what you want yeah, it's really uh, that's a good point actually because because uh, it's not uh, it's not that easy to to get out and get uh, get those good sessions in. So so uh, maybe uh, the guys up here from Norway are a little bit uh, tougher mentally than the other guys. It's uh, actually shown quite uh, quite a few times during the the Norseman that uh, really a lot of athletes that on paper are uh, are the strongest ones. They um, they turn out to uh, to lose to the Norwegian guys who who know the conditions and have been out uh, a tough day before. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Tell me a little bit about sort of the lessons that Ironman have has taught you in your in your career. I mean, you haven't been around the sport for that long, but you you must have had some times where where things haven't quite gone your way. But what's what what are some of the lessons you've learned from the sport? 
Uh, I think maybe the most important lesson is that is to yeah to never give up to to if things uh, don't go don't go the way I want them to go. Uh, it's just like keep up the work, the continuous continuous work day in day out, and uh, and uh, the trend will uh, will change. It's going to turn sometime. So uh, either if it's uh, during competition. Taking like one one kilometer after the other, or in uh, everyday life, or uh, during training, is just like yeah, being uh, being patient, doing um, keeping up the good work, and uh, and the results will come. That's uh, the most important thing, I guess. What what's been your your proudest achievement so far in, in the sport? Uh, no doubt uh, the the victory in the age group in Kona 2016. That was uh, yeah beyond uh, describable uh, it was uh, i had never imagined that uh, that was possible so it was uh, the perfect day for me Let, let's let's talk about that because you you mentioned your your first race in 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 sweden in karma going into that not expecting the 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 chance to win a, a slot in at kona and then going to kona was it was it a case of you just wanted to go there and see how well you could do against the guys in your age group or, or did you go in there going you know what i want to be on the podium or, or i want to win the thing how did you approach Kona in 2016 yeah so uh the karma was in 2015 and then i got a slot to kona 2015 so i'd been so in 2015 the first time i uh, it was uh was just to 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 enjoy the trip enjoy the the spectacular event uh and just be a part of it it was uh I learned so much about the course, the climate, the the crazy event that's uh, turning uh, the whole Kona and the the island upside down that week. So, yeah, that was more of a learning experience, and it was uh, it was uh, so great to be there. So then I it, the race was uh, I was happy with the, the result, but uh, but uh, I really wanted to do to do better. So after that uh, year, I decided to. That I really wanted to go all in for uh, for the next year, uh, and I set myself uh, what I thought was a quite tough goal with uh, top five in the age group. Looking at that that first one, what what went right, what went wrong? Uh, I mean, the lessons that you learnt out of that first one to to come back and perform the way you did in twenty sixteen. Well, uh, yeah, the first, uh, the biggest lesson was uh, maybe to to respect the conditions and to to try to <laughs> uh, use the conditions uh, to your advantage if it's possible. Uh, it's uh, it's something special in Kona, and uh, and um, the wind and uh, the heat, uh, and also to um, not get too eager during the during the course, but stay patient, not. Uh, not attack too early, or uh, yeah, just find the rhythm, uh, not go too hard. But um, those were the main uh, the main things that I uh, that I picked up from that first year. And also, of course, uh, just seeing the uh, seeing the event and uh, how big it is and how how cool everything is when you're there uh, made made me maybe um, not use that much much energy uh, the the next year. From a time perspective, what what did, what did your times look like difference wise between 2015 and 2016? I know 2016 you did a a nine twenty six fifty seven overall. From 2015, how did you, how did you improve? Was was it? Uh, I mean, tell us a little bit about the the difference between the two. 
Yeah, in total, it was uh, I uh, I improved uh, one hour in total, wow. so that's quite uh, quite a lot. Um, the swim improved uh, ten minutes, I think. Yeah, uh, and the bike was uh, a little over twenty minutes. Included, I had one uh, one uh, penalty uh, the first year. And uh, the run was uh, really strong this year. Uh, improved with a uh, half an hour or so. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, it, it's one thing taking an hour off your Ironman time when you coming in between thirteen and fourteen hours, but when you're doing sub tens, I mean, that's uh, an hour is a is a huge, huge improvement. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. I because I the first year I was there, I was actually quite happy with the with the result. It was. Uh, uh, it was uh, a solid, uh, solid uh, performance. Uh, not uh, top, top, but uh, I really, <laughs> I had, I had a goal of, uh, of um, 9:45. I thought that was on a perfect day. That was what I could um, could get out of it. So uh, yeah, it was uh, everything just went straight perfectly uh, after the plan, and uh, the plan was solid as well. So it was. Uh, really a uh, great day yeah, you couldn't ask for better how, how do you now that you've had that perfect day nine twenty six fifty seven? how do you go back and improve that is it is it a case of there's there's gains to be made still you feel you can go faster i still feel i can go faster because uh because uh, i'm quite new to the sport uh and i there's still room for improvement on uh on training loads and uh, and technique and uh, yeah on every every single aspect of the sport I, I can still uh, pick some seconds some minutes so uh, it's really uh, it's not uh, not that difficult to to find places to improve so um, that's the beauty of, of the sport as well there are so many aspects that uh, that can uh, be better it's one of those things too you talk about the perfect race but let's be honest there is no such thing as a perfect Ironman race because it's so long there's always something like you say there's always something you feel you can 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 do better yeah of course uh, Unfor- yeah, unfortunately right I should say unfortunately yeah <laughs> but to, to uh, with that um, in that shape that I was in that day uh, or in that period of time I I think that it was the perfect race everything else was was going according to plan, uh, but of course you can always improve your shape. You can get better, uh, but uh, with those uh, with those circumstances, it was uh, it was a great day. Let's talk about preparing for Kona, uh, particularly coming from Norway, because if if I think Kona, I think hot, humid, windy. Uh, I think Norway. I think almost the complete opposite. I think cold, snow. It's it's very very different. How how have you adapted to to the change in in climate and conditions? Yeah, I was uh, I was quite uh, surprised myself that I. Uh, even the first time that I handled the, the heat and the humid uh, relatively well, uh, it wasn't uh, that big of a problem. But uh, um, this year I arrived uh, nine days before the race, so with good time to to adapt to the climate and also the twelve-hour time uh, time zone change. Um, so then. Um, you get the feel of the heat and the humid, and also I got some uh, some tough sessions in 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 those conditions. That's important, I think. Uh, but uh, it's also possible to do some uh, preparations at home, uh, stay in the sauna, uh, do some uh, trainer sessions with a lot of clothes on, and uh, 
So uh, yeah, you can always make it hot, even though it's cold outside. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Christian, let, let's talk about advice you would give to someone who's who's possibly thinking about getting into the sport and 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 maybe have just got in the sport. They've done the odd sprint and and want to go on and do a couple of long ones. What advice would you give to somebody who's just starting out? Well, I uh, I really um, yeah, it's just like. You have to throw yourself uh, out there and uh, just try it. Uh, start with uh, start with an uh, Olympic distance or a seventy point three, um, and do the do the the big events, the Ironman events or the Challenge or something like that. Because um, it's um, in addition to to the race, you get an atmosphere and you get uh, you get uh, yeah you get the whole package, the whole experience of triathlon. It's uh, it's not only about uh, the race and the result, but uh, it's all the people uh, inside the sport. It's um, it's all the all the people who are supporters come watch. Uh, it's uh, the finishers. Um, it's the yeah, spectators. It's everything. So so you really should uh, should go to one of those big events because uh, that's what. Uh, but get you hooked. Mm. Well, what do you think makes it so special? I, I mean, just hearing you talk about the the event and the experience of, of what it is. Yes, it's tough to do an Ironman. It's it's long day out for the athlete. But you you rightly you rightly say it. There's the atmosphere and the spectators and just the event itself. What do you think it is that makes an Ironman or, or a challenge event, particularly the, the Iron Distance uh, Triathlon, special? Uh, well, it's a tough, uh, tough question. I think they do. Uh, they really do a lot of right things. They, they, um, they make you feel a part of something. Uh, and it's, it's not about only yourself and your, um, your performance. And uh, uh, first of all, you have, you almost, you need to have some supporters, someone behind you. It's, uh, it's a team effort. Um, and also, when you're out there competing with the other athletes, you feel like you're uh, you're part uh, you're part of something together as well. You're not uh, everyone helps each other if uh, someone has a problem or or anything. It's um, uh, in addition to the to the competition aspect of it. It's um, it's really a team effort. So um, that's uh, that's what I like the most about it. Mm. You're obviously goal driven. You you almost go into every race. I, I get the feeling with a with an outcome that you would like to achieve. You're an Ironman age group world champion. What's there still left to to achieve in in the sport for for you? Well, I um, as I mentioned, I always uh, dreamed about the Norseman. I competed there uh, this year as well. So for uh, the upcoming season, that's uh, that's the main goal. I want to. Um, uh, be on top there someday so uh, that's one of my biggest dreams um, and if things things go go well I uh, there's it's still possible to to go pro so uh, that's going to be the the next step if uh, if things goes uh, as I hope yeah it's interesting you talk about going pro because that's one thing with uh, with an iron distance is it's not like a I think of a tennis or a football where in your teens you you're looking and 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 those are the guys and girls who who turn professional in in this sport you you, you sort of get better with age it's like a, a good wine I, I think and uh, there's lots of time for you to decide if if that's the way you're going to go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's. Uh... Yeah, the best uh, the best guys in the sport are maybe yeah, thirty five around that. So I still have ten ten years to go until that. So 
I have a lot of time to to get on that level if I want to do that. So um, yeah, that's the good thing about starting early. And uh, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's a sport you can enjoy for a lot of years. Just uh, just watch the watch the uh, the oldest age groups in uh, Kona. 80 years or something so it's incredible yeah. it's so cool how, how inspiring is that i mean i, I you, you you talk about 35 and how tough it is there I, i'm quite excited that i've just moved out of that 35 to to 39 age group but the 40 to 45 is just as competitive and and like you say you you look at the guys in their their 60s 70s and now 80s uh, doing iron man it's 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 crazy what the human body can do yeah it's uh it's really crazy as you say it's uh you just get you you get better and better almost uh, the older you get. Uh, I think uh, with my time uh, in Kona this year, I I have to be like uh, fifty or fifty five to to win the age group again. So all those guys in between, they are uh, completely cra- crazy. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's also a really cool aspect of the sport. Yeah, I'm getting worried because my strategy was to outlive everyone in my age group, and uh, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it to eighty. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still have some years to go then. <laughs> it's a long way to go. Let, let's talk about the the sort of gains and, and how you look at it scientifically. You, you obviously made big gains from 2015 Kona to 2016 Kona. How do you analyze where you can get improvements so that you decide, you know what, I'm going to spend time focusing on that? Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, of course, it's a lot about what, uh, what of the disciplines that I have uh, done uh, done most of in uh, in the recent years uh swimming i i never did before i started in uh, well, uh, three to four years ago so i still have a lot of uh, things to improve um in uh, in the swim but um uh but that goes for the others as well because uh yeah as we talked about you can always improve um and um just look at the the best uh, the best runners out there. They run ridiculously fast. Uh, if uh, yeah, if um, uh, in relation to to my speed and also the bikers. So there's always things that can improve. It's the technique. It's uh, the endurance. It's the strength. It's uh, yeah. It's everything. So so um, I. Um, uh, for this season, I, uh, I try to improve every, everything. Let's talk about the, the plans for this upcoming season. You're obviously coming out of a, a long winter now. You've mentioned the Norsemen. What's, uh, what, what are the plans for, for other races? Are you, are you hoping to get back to Kona in, in 2017? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, my main focus is the Norseman. Uh, then I'm doing a uh, full distance in uh, Venice in, uh, in June. And also the half distance uh, Ironman event in uh, in Norway in Haugesund uh, in July. Uh, so those are uh, for now the the main events that I'm going to participate in. Um, and then we'll see. Um, I have uh, I have the slot for for Kona 2017. Uh, but the the student um, the student economy doesn't uh, <laughs> allow trips for Hawaii every once in a while. So. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that. Maybe someone knocks on my door with some money and then I'll go. <laughs> I love that. Let, let's talk about uh, what you do. I mean, you, you mentioned you're a student uh, and I think a lot of people think, gee, that's amazing. You get to train all day, but uh, you've obviously got a, a pretty busy studying schedule as well. What's the, what's the plan career-wise? Uh, I know you mentioned possibly turning pro, but what's the, what's the plan if that doesn't happen? 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm writing my master thesis right now on uh, in, uh, mechanical engineering. So uh, that's what I do um, in uh, addition to training these days. Uh, so I'm finishing this summer uh, according to plan. So uh, if I'm not going pro, then I'll start uh, working in the industry. Um, so we'll see. Uh, hopefully I get some good results before then and then I can uh, make the right decision. I was going to say, what's going to be worse, getting a, a real job or turning pro? Uh, getting a real job for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it Hans Christian thank you so much for joining us here on the Kona Edge today much appreciated I look forward to getting you back on to talk a little bit about uh, the individual disciplines and how you've improved those but uh, yeah I love sharing your story and thanks for joining us thank you so much We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for the Kona Edge.